time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy and Carrie. Love Talk today about making healthy higher education choices. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the love ladies right here on KPXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and in studio with me today my beautiful co-host, Kathy Inderbrock. Hi, Kath. Great to have you in studio, girl. Great to be here this morning. Coach Carrie, listening friends, it's great to be with you on Love Talk. Thanks for listening in this beautiful Saturday morning in Central Texas. And uh, hello to everyone who is live streaming somewhere else in the United States. I hope that your morning is just as beautiful as this Texas morning is. And we are missing our beautiful First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. She's not with us today, but we are looking forward to having her back with us very soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. We miss her when she's not here. She's just so full of wisdom. I haven't been able to write any Miss Evelyn-isms in our in my little book lately, um, but we are uh, prayerfully hoping that she will be back with us in the First Lady of Love special chair here very, very soon. Kathy. Golly, I can't even believe it. it's the end of September. You know, we've been in school a month, and um, man, things are just moving so quickly. I need time to slow down. I know you have felt like this over the last <laughs> couple of years. You know, with my daughter being a senior, I just want everything to slow down a little bit, but it's not. Um, but we're having good conversations about, uh, you know, where she's applying to school and what she's going to be doing. And man, it's just, it's a lot. Right. You know, it's it's a lot. I think the main thing is always having those conversations. And one of the things that we've really been learning on Love Talk uh, this summer is having healthy conversations. Exactly. We need to learn to have those healthy conversations again. And, you know, it's easy to have a conversation with someone who agrees with you on everything. <laughs> right. But truly, friends. Is uh, just a statement and nod, is that really a healthy conversation? I, I think when you go to the gym to get healthy, you have to put a strain on your heart. You know, you have to do this cardiovascular mm-hmm. workout and you're sweating and you're breathing heavy and your body's really getting something out of this and the next day you might be a little bit sore. Right. But you know you had a good workout, yet when we have conversations... We want it to just be easy peasy, mm-hmm. you know, no difficulty, no conflict, the conflict. Yes, right. yeah. no stress. If if we disagree with them, they must be idiots. So let's just walk <laughs> away or shut them down. And so this whole cancel culture, friends, we need to cancel the cancel culture. Yes, we do. We need to speak out against that. We need to press in and have conversations. And we need to get to a a healthy place in order to do that. Mm -hmm. I think we need to not just be physically healthy where, you know, a lot of the emphasis is, but we need to be mentally healthy. We've had great conversations around that. We need to be spiritually healthy. I think it is that when you are truly spiritually healthy, when you know that it is Christ who is a ruling over your heart and ruling over your mind, you are able to press in and have those difficult conversations. And, mm-hmm. you know, Carrie, we have um, all of our summer programs on the lovetalknetwork.com in our archives. And there has been a question uh, that we have been asking our guests, and it is, how do you have healthy conversations when the, te- when the, when the topic is difficult? Right. And we've been getting so many different perspectives on that. And I love it because we've been able to use those at our dinner table conversations. Mm-hmm. That when I go out for coffee with girlfriends who are maybe a little bit more liberal than I am, mm-hmm. I've been using all of that to have healthy conversations and know when to press in and then also when to back off. Because that's always my problem. It's like Eric's like, you never know when to back off. <laughs> I am a learning how to back off. That's a, that's a little reversed in our house. I have to tell my husband, you need to learn when to back off. Um, <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, this series on health friends has just been so good. Uh, we have just covered so many topics. And not only spiritual health and physical health and so many programs on physical health and different aspects of physical health, uh, financial health. But we've talked about healthy schools, and our guest today is uh, another one that is going to help us look at healthy choices in higher education. Super excited about you guys meeting her today. Uh, Kathy, our verse for today, Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in his way and blesses his path. What a beautiful description 
of how God just, when we allow him, Kathy, takes control and sets our feet on the right path. And as we talk about higher education, you know, it can be an extremely stressful decision for many. Not only where do I go, but what is my career path? Can I afford it? Am I going to have mountains of debt when I'm finished? Um, you know, and, and I know that this process for many is incredibly stressful. I mean, I'm going through it right now with my daughter. You know, she thought she had her path, you know, set and then she was kind of throwing a curveball and try to you know look at a different pathway and so it's it's interesting as we look at this as a healthy choice it truly is and understanding that there are choices in higher education Absolutely. we shouldn't get this um, idea in our mind that you graduate high school and straight to college and mm-hmm. there is no other way I think mm-hmm. there are lots of other ways I you know we talked we're talking earlier uh, before we went on air about Mike Rowe and um, Mattress Mac, who I have never heard of, oh, but, but, but you did, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and you know that they have really kind of led the charge in having conversations about the trades, about technical degrees, and just incredible careers that are out oh, there, nice. and how there are so many kids that they might do horrible in college and hate every minute of it but you send them to a technical school and they bloom and they are happy and they have an incredible life and they become really productive members and this is the one thing I love as as a parent and a lot fewer of them graduate with any debt most of them graduate without debt which is what we want to talk about too so you know I I think that there's so many choices right now I'd love to go ahead and introduce our guest that we're going to share with you. She is a woman who has a lot to say about healthy choices in higher education. Um, She's with us in studio today is Marlene McMichael. She is a native Texan. So friends, we can all trust her (laughs) because we know if you're a native Texan, you are trustworthy. That is part of that. Um, And she has been spending much of her career in and around the Texas legislature. She's held senior positions with five members of the Texas House of Representatives, as well as a state senator. She is currently, this is a really cool title. I love Mm -hmm. her title. She is currently the Associate Vice Chancellor of Government Affairs at the Texas State Technical College. It is a two-year technical college with 10 campuses around the state of Texas, And she received the Chancellor's Excellence Award in 2014. One thing that you will learn about Marlene McMichael, she does not do anything halfway, and she does everything with excellence. Uh, She uh, established the Texas Conservative Coalition, which is a caucus of not only Republicans, but also Democrats Mm -hmm. way back in the day. And even in 2019, she was um, honored at a black tie. uh, It's called Black Tie and Boots Gala at the Austin AT&T Conference Center. She was honored for her 20 plus years of service as founder, executive director and retiring board member of the Texas Conservative Coalition. She has invested so much in her community. She is a woman who serves. She's a public servant from a long line of public servants. She serves on on uh, boards in Austin, Georgetown and Colleen. She is a woman who gives back and has so much insight and wisdom, and we are so blessed to have her on Love Talk today. Thank you for joining us, Marlene McMichael. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we are excited about chatting with you today, Marlene. Um, Miss Evelyn, the First Lady of Love, always has a question that she loves to ask our guests. And in her absence today, I will do my best to uh, follow in Miss Evelyn's footsteps. Um, but Marlene, before we get started talking about the trades and TSTC, Texas State Technical College, we would love to know how did you come to know that Jesus loves you? That's actually a very funny story. Oh, great. <laughs> and the reason is um, most people go to college to get an education. God sent me to college to find him. Oh, wonderful. So it was actually in college. I uh, was introduced to a um, kind of a secular um, outside the college campus singing group. It was a lot of music majors who uh, just didn't get enough of music, and so they created the singing group called the Samaritans. And we were singing in a revival in Blanco, Texas, in that old rundown theater. 
and I got saved. Oh. <laughs> so you were a good Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the, the interesting thing was I always knew the Lord and loved him. It, but it's you, as you know, it's different from knowing that there is a God and putting your life in his hands. Mm-hmm. And that was the that's what happened in that particular uh, revival was the preacher was talking about the rich young ruler and he had one thing that he held back from God and I knew at that moment mm-hmm. God wanted it all and it it dramatically changed my life and um and that it was through people and um you know I had a a, a second encounter with the Lord not but a few weeks after that uh, it was a street revival. <laughs> I like those revivals, and uh, so and I I've got a um, just a, a new infilling of him uh, under the premium pump at a, a gasoline station at a street okay. revival. So there you go. Wow, you can find Jesus anywhere, can't you? Even at the gas station and the old rundown theater in Blanco, Texas. Oh wow, that is awesome, Marlene. You know te- you are. This title, girl, Associate Vice Chancellor for Government Affairs at Texas State Technical College. In a nutshell, just kind of describe what what you do there. There's a team of us, okay? Okay. So it's it's not all me. But what I I do is I do all the federal relations for um, the college through Congress. And mostly that for us that involves um, veterans issues because we have a lot of military veterans who go to school with us. And it also involves the airport. Uh, airports are funded with federal money, and we have uh, probably the only college, maybe one other college in Texas that owns its own airport. So um, we are the largest uh, aeronautics and aviation trainers in Texas. I so. did not know. Okay, wow. you're kidding me, because when I think of uh, uh, Texas um, Technical College, I think of the trades like um, – I don't know, carpentry Plumbing. and welding. Yeah. I don't think of aeronautics. We, we do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I, I handle the congressional affairs or the federal issues, um, also state issues. And largely um, for our team, I'm sort of the what I call the technician in that I write most of the briefs. Um, if there's legislation, I'm generally the one that shepherds that through. I do a lot of the budget type issues because TSTC is a uh, state-funded institution. So um, the whole legislative process and uh, the special session that's coming up, we think, in November is very important to us. And so that's part of what what I do through the college. Anything that involves a connection with the legislature or a a congressional member goes through our office. And now Texas State Technical College has been educating students for over 50 years. Has really, the TSTC has really offered educational opportunities, life-changing educational opportunities for the people of Texas for over 50 years. What are the benefits of a technical degree over a four-year college? Any kind of education, and I'll, I'll just say this up front, is a benefit to that mm-hmm. student. The difference is that, you know, you have to decide what you're going to school for. If it's enrichment, then an art history class is great for you. But if it's a job, our focus is jobs at TSTC. And so, in fact, and we we can talk about this in detail when we have more time, but TSTC only gets funded when that student gets a job. Really? Really. (laughs) So that's what makes us unique. Everything we do is focused on the success of that student and the success of the employer that hires that student. Because if that employer hires a student and they don't like the skill sets, they're not going to hire a second student. Mm -hmm. So our stakeholders are equally the employer and the student. Well, so you are really out there in industry um, with those business professionals finding out what jobs does industry need, what skills does industry need to have in in your graduates 
so that you make sure you produce qualified, quality graduates that the industry not only accepts but seeks out. I mean, industry professionals seek out your graduates. Friends, there is a huge discussion here, and we are so excited to have it with Marlene McMichael. It's a discussion that you need to be having with your kiddos as you are considering or just even for you to consider personally as you are looking at your future and looking at where what you want to do with your future, what you want to do with your education, and, and where to go. We're going to have that conversation, and you're going to want to be a part of it. Stick with us. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back with you right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. Coach Carrie Brinkader here in studio with Kathy Enderbrock and our friend Marlene McMichael. We're so happy to have Marlene here. She is the Associate Vice Chancellor for Government Affairs at Texas State Technical College. And we're having a conversation today about healthy choices in higher education. So here we are. It's, uh, you know, the end of September, and I, you know, I've just been discussing my daughter's looking at at a traditional four-year college or university. I guess when we think of traditional, that's what we think of as a college or university, a four-year degree. But Marlene, and during break, we were discussing how TSTC, um, you know, there's math on the board at TSTC, but it has to do with the trade that the person is learning. And this is so personal to me because my brother um, you know, in high school, he just didn't love going to school. He didn't love going to traditional math class and traditional science class. But he was very, very smart. Um, and he, but he went to a, a traditional four-year university and did not do well because he he just didn't like it. And all these years, you know, later we've said, man, Kevin should have gone to a technical school because he's so smart. He ended up owning his own business, fire and flood restoration, carpet cleaning, running a very successful business for many, many years. But he could have learned so much more um, going to a technical school, something that his mind was bent towards instead of sitting in a in an algebra class that he's like, how is this going to deal with my life? And so, Marlene, you were just discussing how you embed these, um, TSTC embeds math into the coursework so that you can see exactly how this is going to help you with your, with your degree. Absolutely. It's all about application. Application. And, and getting the students involved with their hands in whatever it is that they're learning. Mm-hmm. And that's, in fact, most of our coursework is going to what's called performance-based education, mm-hmm. where they learn a lot online, which stu- students are very adept at doing right now, but then they sp- spend 60 to 70% of their time in class in the labs, mm-hmm. working with big, what I call big lumpy objects. <laughs> and um, and that's, that's how they learn. It's, it's quite amazing. Well, I have a, a question here then. As parents and, and uh, as we are talking with our young adults and trying to decide to pursue college or, or pursue technical school um, after high school, are there any key questions that, that, that these young adults should be asking themselves to determine what might be the healthiest option for them? I think the, the most direct one is what is the return on investment? And our chancellor mentions this all the time, and he asked his own children this. You know, what is it you're seeking? What kind of lifestyle are you seeking? And if you're, if you're seeking a lifestyle with a, that must have a certain amount of income, then you need to go into a school program that provides you that in, income. In other words, if you want to live in a million-dollar mansion, probably – Teaching is not the best thing for you. <laughs> um, yeah. Teaching and coaching, not for you. But, yeah. but I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of, of, you know, as a parent, we want our, our children to be happy and successful. But who determines the success? Part of it is themselves, mm-hmm. and part of it is their own contentment in what they're doing. And so it's really important that, and I'll give you two examples. I had Senator Ted Cruz on one of our campuses. And we were showing him the electrical lineman program. Whether you believe it or not, being an electrical lineman is one of the top money jobs that you can have. It's a very short program, and you can, within a couple of years, easily make $100,000 a year as a 20-year-old. 
Wow. You know, we have a, so, we have a technical, it's very dangerous, too. Well, it can be. Can but be. we were showing uh, him this program, and there were two students that they had selected, the instructor had selected, to demonstrate what it's like to go up the pole, put on the gear, all that stuff. And I, so I was talking to the students before he got there, and I said, okay, why are you in this program? Well, one of the students was um, from the Houston area. He had a full-ride scholarship, academic scholarship, to the University of Houston, and he had a full-ride athletic scholarship in swimming to the University of Notre Dame. And I said, so why are you here? (laughs) And he said, I didn't want to work in an office all day long. So he was climbing poles. He was a delightful young man. The, the, the other young man who was with him, I said, so why are you here? He had a four-year degree in business management, and he said, I stood on my front porch after Harvey. Mm-hmm. You know, And as you know, in that part of the world, everything was flooded in the mm-hmm. Houston area. And so he said, on one side, I saw all of the cars going that way to safety. And then I looked this way, and all the the emergency vehicles were going that way. And he said, I want to go that way. Oh, and wow. so he left his career and became an electrical lineman. And I can tell you many, many stories like that. So it's not about how smart you are. Mm-hmm. It's about what your passion is. Mm-hmm. And for many, the passion is in doing things with their hands. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's why it's important to seek uh, what is your passion, but also what's the return on investment? What What is your investment going to be in order to get where you want to go? And at TSTC, most of our two-year programs are under $15,000 total. Wow. wow. You know, total. That's so amazing. And honestly, after our ice storm here in February, you know, you couldn't find a plumber to come and help you. You know this, Marlene. You I know this some, firsthand. You, know, <laughs> you had some damage, and you couldn't – I mean, the plumbers were and still are so backed up and so busy. The AC guys, so backed up, so busy. The average age of a plumber in Texas is over 58 years old. Mm-hmm. In fact, in in the most recent legislative session, one of the senators was talking about the plumber that fixed – his leaky pipe during the ice storm was 70. Oh, my gracious. Oh, wow. We need a new influx of young young yes. professionals that can come in and, and help with that. You know, if, we're, if we want to define success by how much money you make, like let's just for, for sake of, of our conversation right here, obviously – that does not that defines worldly success to some, but um, you know one of the most successful people that I know owns his own plumbing company, you know, and does a great job and has great young people working for him, and um, you know the, the, there is uh, so much need for this, Marlene. You're doing great work. You know, it, it's funny because I was talking with a, a Baylor grad, a good friend of Aaliyah's who's two years ahead of her in school. She just graduated from Baylor, and she was home over the summer. And I said, oh, did you negotiate, um, like, the summer off before you start your job? And she says, well, I don't have a job. I said, you just graduated from Baylor. Like, they have really good placement rates. And I'm like, I just always picture everyone that comes out of Baylor has, like, five job offers. And she goes, well, it's a really unique environment right now. And she's like, I have zero offers. And this is good-looking girl, incredibly bright, top Mm -hmm. student. And I'm thinking, what on earth? Mm -hmm. How can this possibly be that she just graduated and now she's spending the summer trying to find a job with a degree at a top school like Baylor. Now, Marlene, you were telling us earlier, I think this is so incredible, um, that as Associate Vice Chancellor for Government Affairs, and I'm going to tie this to my, I'm just, I have a question for you here in just a minute. One of the many things you are charged with is making sure that the Texas State Legislature understands the value Uh, that the Texas State Technical College brings to the people of Texas because you have to secure budget allocation and funding for TSTC to continue offering quality technical education at affordable prices for the students. So one of the stats that you use with the Texas legislature is your job placement rates, and actually TSTC gets money only when the student gets placed in a job. So TSTC has set up their business model that their success is directly tied to their students getting a job. 
So that, that's, you have a vested interest in making sure that every graduate steps into a position. That, that's correct. We have the most unique funding formula in all of Texas, mm-hmm. if not. In fact, I think we are the only college nationally that is 100% performance-based funded. Wow. What that means is we don't get paid for the student to sit in the seat or to recruit that student. We get paid after we teach the student, and then that student is in the workforce for five years. So that it's not like they can just go get a job and we get paid. They have to be in the workforce returning funds to the state through their tax dollars and their economic growth. Uh, And then we get a percentage of that, which we call the commission rate. And so we call that the returned value funding formula. And we're the only ones in Texas that have it. And as far as we know, the only ones in the nation that have it at 100%. Now, what I will say is that the legislature loves it. We are their poster child mm-hmm. because they, they, they like seeing performance. They like mm-hmm. being able to see the accountability. And our chancellor was just in uh, the state of Florida, and I believe they are instituting a similar type of formula there. Now, what I will also say is that formula works for us as a technical school because our one and only mission is jobs. It won't work for a liberal arts college, but it will work for us. And so it was a it was a 10-year transition to get there, and it was a mindset change because the instructors no longer could teach what they've always taught for 20 years the way they wanted to teach it. They had to change their focus and focus on the student's success. And so it's very important that our students get jobs. In fact, we have a what we call a money-back guarantee so there are eight programs that are some of our top programs. If you don't have a job in six months, you get all your tuition money back. Oh, wow. And we've only handed out one check. <laughs> what are your eight pro- top programs? Um, electrical line worker. Okay. Precision machining. These are like the CNC machines that can make the little bitty tiny tools or the big ones. Oh, those are cool. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Welding. We cannot. We have the largest welding lab in, in the country at our Waco campus, and they stand in line. Electrical power and controls. This is uh, any kind of instrument, um, electrical work, electrical technician, that sort of thing. Uh, Robotics. Mm -hmm. Process operations. This is petrochemical type plants operations. My brother, for example, was chief worldwide uh, for Exxon for their quality control. And it takes eight technicians for every one engineer. And he, he begs people to become uh, process operators. Well, you know, it, it's funny that you say that precision machining because it just dawned on me, my older brother, he is a, preci- a precision machining a technician. And uh, when he was working for Boeing, he was working part time and made $120,000 part time. Wow. Okay. What else is on the list? <laughs> um, instrumentation, which is, again, par- partly in the petrochemical, big chemical type plants. Um, and then industrial systems. This would be, you could go into, to, for example, we are sitting right next door to Austin Community College, and that's a huge operation. Well, they would be in charge of all of the mechanics within that. Oh, within, wow. within that. That's, so they can make really good money. Most of these jobs that I just mentioned have starting salaries. You know, in some of these, this is two-year type of program, over fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 and easily work up. After that, you know, I heard of a story recently about a young woman who um, had a a four-year college scholarship um, that she ditched because she wanted to be a welder. She had taken a welding class, uh, like a, a, a class in high school, and she was really good at it. And her teacher said, "Hey, look, there are not a lot of women in this field. You could really do great things in this field." And so she was like, sweet. And, and she was really good at it. She's, um, she started out working underneath trucks, you know, and welding things on 18-wheelers. And, but she has worked herself up to doing very intricate forms of welding mm-hmm. that not a lot of people can do. She's in extremely high demand, and she makes very good living. Yeah. Two things about welding. One is our instructors at our Hutto campus are all female. But but two, in 2015, TSTC celebrated its 50th anniversary. And uh, at that time, it was, I think, the first administration for Governor Abbott. And his office was asking me for uh, sound bites about 
technical education, and so I was sending him a lot of different stuff and not knowing if any of it ever crossed his desk, but just sending it because I was asked. But one of the things I sent was a news article that came out of a national publication about a TSTC graduate uh, from our Waco campus who graduated in welding. The interesting thing about that was that his parents were like physicists, and doctoral, had doctoral degrees, and their son goes to be a welder, Mm -hmm. which was a little, you know, that was (laughs) a little odd. And uh, so the the interesting part of that was that his first year he made $110,000, and his second year he made $120,000. So in Governor Abbott's State of the State address, of all the comments that I sent him, he said, if this governor thing doesn't work out, I'm just going to go back to TSDC and get a welding degree. <laughs> and the place just exploded in laughter. And oh, so at our 50th anniversary gala, we tracked down that student and we presented Governor Abbott with an honorary welding degree. Oh. And the, the student gave him a helmet. And so it was quite fun. That is awesome. What a success story. I, I love these stories. Um, I, there's just... I, I'm so thankful we're doing this program today. Well, you know, needed. I think sometimes we get ourselves in these mindsets that something has to be a certain way, and we just dismiss anything that is contrary to that. And, you know, I think one of the things about this summer series that we've had is that, hey, we need to have healthy conversations across all topics, mm-hmm. healthy conversations about our health about our physical health, healthy conversations about our spiritual health, healthy conversations about our mental health. Love the program that we did on that. And so we have to have healthy conversations about higher education. And, you know, Marlene, when you're talking about all of these different positions, these positions are not for dummies. I mean, you know, these take um, men and women who are willing to put in the work, put in the focus, put in the concentration and the hard work and and go and learn these fields and step out into these fields successfully. So we're not, you know, I, I just think there's this really odd mentality that, hey, if your kid's not bright enough to make a four-year degree, then just send them to technical school. That is absolutely the wrong mindset, friends. That is absolutely mm-hmm. not the conversation that we are having here. The conversation that we want to have here is we want a career for our youth that they are going to love, that they're going to be successful at, that's mm-hmm. going to fill a need within society, that's going to be a joy for them, that's going to make them successful. And we need to stop assuming that that means a four-year university degree where they find themselves and start looking at all of these incredible options. Well, and I'll add to that. Um, I had a student come and testify before the Texas legislature several years ago He was a veteran, so he'd gone back to TSTC on his GI Bill. I think he was studying nanotechnology. And so the day after he testified before one of the committees, and I don't remember if it was House or Senate, but uh, he graduated. The very next day, he started a job in San Antonio. And the very next day, he enrolled in his four-year degree. And I said, so why did you do it that way? And he said, because, one, I didn't want debt, so he wanted to be able to work and get hands-on training as he pursued his degree. So there, a two-year degree or even a certificate, and there are many jobs you can get with just a one-year certificate that are exceptional. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, it, it's never a stopping point. You can always continue, but the difference is you can continue financially stable mm-hmm. because not only do you not have the debt that you had in a four-year degree, because most many of those degrees are, you know, Sometimes fifty, sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars versus fifteen. Mm-hmm, right. So you don't have the debt. You also have a financial income while you're getting an additional degree. And let's face it, somebody that's going to climb a utility pole is probably not going to do that their entire life. They're going to do it while they can. Mm-hmm. They're going to sock away a bunch of money. And then they can go do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard about these people that have like four or five different careers. And I think of even um, Hayden Johnson. Johnson, Mm -hmm. You know, he went and he did one thing with IBM for years and years. And then he said, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go be a teacher. And he has just loved it. And Mm -hmm. I think that that I love that approach that, you know what, don't take a gap year and throw a year away while you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Go get in there and find something interesting. How many different um, technical degrees do you offer? We have over 50 programs, but degree-wise or certificate-wise, it's over 100. Oh, wow. So, 
you know, anything that, again, has, has a big lumpy object associated <laughs> with it, we either teach you how to make it or fix it, one of those things. And one thing I will add, we just signed an agreement with, in, in fact, those students are already enrolled with uh, Chancellor Sharp with Texas A&M University System. And they call it a uh, engineering or a bachelor plus degree. So they get their engineering degree from A&M. Then they come to TSTC and get their hands-on training. Oh. So they are not just engineers. They're trained engineers, and they're soon on the manager's track. So he wants to give his engineers a leg up over any other school, and they're getting that that uh, bachelor's plus degree from TSTC. Well, there are no labs on any campus like the labs on the campus of Texas State Technical College. I mean, you have those hands-on labs so that those people know exactly this is how you make it, and this is how you fix it, and this is what you do with that lump in front of you. I'm very struck by by that. You know, I, I guess I've just put two and two together. Every degree that you offer is about solving problems. Absolutely, and that's that brings me to my two brothers. I have one that's a, a, a chemical engineer, and I already mentioned him. He worked with Exxon for 30-some-odd years, and I went and got a, a liberal arts type of degree in public administration, but my youngest brother has an associate's degree in um, technology. He's the only millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, yes, I mean, it's all about making things happen, solving problems, making equipment work. Um, You talked about labs. Our uh, diesel mechanics lab is the size of a football field. Wow. I mean, it's the the space and and we try and make our labs uh, workplace relevant. In other words, they look like the shop that you're going to go work in when you graduate. Um, so it's it's really a fun place to see and tour. I mean, you can imagine how big our um, aircraft maintenance shop is. It takes a lot of space to put a bunch of aircraft in there so people can work on them. You know, it's so funny because I always think, you know, gosh, if you want to go work on aircraft, your only option is to join the Navy. I mean, I don't know why I think that. Or is it the Air Force? The Air Force. Your only option is to join the Air Force. But you can actually go and do that without enrolling in the military. Who yeah. knew? Who knew? Yeah. Wow. What what a an amazing golly. I've, I've learned so much. You know, Marlene, to kind of switch gears just a little bit here before the break, and I may just have to set this up, and you can answer when we return from the break. You come from a long line of public servants. We've actually interviewed your daughter on this program. She's delightful and lovely. You've served in city, county, and state government. You've served as chairman and president for many boards and many organizations. You were recently honored for your 20-plus years of service um, at uh, Black Tie and Boots Gala right here in Austin in 2019. You've seen a lot of good done over the years, and you have seen some corruption as well. You are a very strong Christian woman. You profess that. People who know you know where you stand. Um, and you are able to have difficult conversations and build consensus around divisive issues. And we've really lost the ability to do this right now in our world, this cancel culture. And, you know, is there a place for Christians in government or have things just become so corrupt that we need to run? I don't think a Christian can ever stop talking. (laughs) Amen. About the Lord and about the values. And that's really important. When I first got involved at the Capitol, um, and and you mentioned the verse that we, that this whole show was built Mm -hmm. around about the steps of a righteous man. Well, when I became a Christian, I thought, because I was always interested in government, and I thought a lot of that just went away. You know, that God would never have me enter that field. There was no space for me. Um, I was going to be, you know, a wife and a mother and, and, Bible study teacher or our Bible school teacher or something, and that was that was it. That was my road. But God orders those steps, mm. and He He created a path for me I could have never dreamed about, just because I was obedient to Him. Mm. And I believe that what God wants for Christians, and I my prayer used to be there. I mean, because I've been around for a long time at the <laughs> Capitol, and uh, and in those early early days, um, my prayer was. God, help me to hold back the darkness long enough for the church to rise up. Oh, wow. So the church has to rise up. 
now is the hour for it to do that. But if if we cannot articulate our message in a way that is that is received, they will never hear it. I used to tell the, the members of the caucus who were conservative, you know, at the time, the only people that articulated policy were the liberals. And I said, it's a pendulum. And if you never talk, it's always going to swing left. Mm. So you have to be able to articulate your message. And I literally brought in coaches and how do you do a press conference? Okay, you're <laughs> going to you're going to walk us through some of yeah. these key things when we start mm-hmm. talking about having difficult conversations and articulating the message friends. We're going to hear from our amazing sponsors that keep Love Talk on the air every Saturday at 10 a.m. You're going to want them to be your friends too. Uh, they can take care of your needs and services that you have right where you're at. Stay with us. We'll be back with a Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. You're on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. Today's Central Texas Christian Talk. It is great to be with you. I am Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater. We are missing the first lady of love this morning, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. But we are thrilled to have in studio with us Vice Chancellor of Government Affairs for the Texas State Technical College, Marlene McMichael. She has been talking through with us healthy choices in higher education. Friends, if you have missed the first two segments of this program, you're going to want to go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and get those first two segments and listen to them in our archives. They really will equip you to have some conversations with your young adults that are maybe getting ready to graduate high school or maybe just quite haven't, they've stalled out and aren't quite sure what to do with their lives. Maybe they're in college uh, in a typical traditional four-year degree and are not doing well and just want to uh, drop out. There are other options, other healthy career options, and uh, we just want to equip you to have those conversations well Marlene when we went out on our last segment um, we really kind of touched on your um, your relationship with Christ that you are a strong Christian woman and a woman and you have had pretty difficult conversations across the years being involved in government but you have been a key figure in building consensus around divisive issues and we asked you when we were going out, is there a place for Christians in government or have things become so corrupt that we need to simply run the other way? And you basically said, absolutely, we never stop talking. We stay engaged. So I have this follow-up question for you. How then do we stay engaged? How do we engage in our civic duty as Christians in America? You're probably familiar with a, a mutual friend's philosophy, Vicki uh, uh, Porterfield. Mm-hmm. And what she says is we've all been given a field that is ours. And so one of the things that the Lord taught me early on uh, about prayer is that when Israel went into the promised land, he very specifically directed them day by day. And if they did what he said that day, they won. They won the battle. They Even if it was silly, like walking around Jericho all these different <laughs> times and yelling certain things. But if they disobeyed him even a little bit, they lost. And so, to me, the most important strategy is prepare yourself. Prepare your field. Pray for your field. Make sure that you have blanketed it with God's grace, God's wisdom, God's power through your prayers. And so that's very important. The difference in today and what so much of what I experienced early in my career is that there were valid viewpoints on both sides before. Now one side is telling the other side in both camps that your viewpoint is wrong and it's not valid. Your viewpoint is wrong and it's not valid. And and it's become not just divisive, but it's become personal. And so one of my key uh, things, I would say, is never make it personal. Never attack the person, his humanity, but speak to the issue. And and so that's key as you're beginning to have these difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to speak to uh, the issue and not attack the person. And so that's important. I would say that this day is is different 
because the darkness is much stronger and the voice is much more uh what's the word combative mm-hmm. and and all of those other things that go with that term so but it we can't be silent we cannot be silent mm-hmm. we can, you know if if we are silent it's just as i often told the legislators if you do not speak your position no one will hear it mm-hmm. you only you can only move the pendulum if you are articulating the message and so uh it is time that we we approach with reason but we also approach with god's grace and power you know there's this that just reminds me of a scripture in james and it says brothers be quick to listen be slow to speak be slow to take offense because man's anger never brings about the righteous life that god desires and i think that's right we have to get away from attacking one another we have to get back to looking at the issues dealing with the issues thinking through them critically considering both sides and and looking and really pressing into what is the truth here that that we are dealing with and focusing on the truth Another thing that we do in in political arenas is that we want the touchdown every time. <laughs> and in in a football game, if you move the ball ten yards or five yards, that's a gain. Mm-hmm. You know. So what you have to remember is I I was in an office one time and I asked was talking to the receptionist at this legislator's office and she said she went back and looked at. What were the issues, the key issues in the very first session of the Texas legislature? Mm. They haven't changed. It's still education. It's Mm. still things like infrastructure, water, roads, Mm. and it's still taxes. You know, those are still the key issues. Sometimes we change the the verbiage and the vernacular and think it's new. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. I mean, we were doing dealing with many of the same things that are taught in schools way back when I got started, that was a long time ago. I'll tell you how long ago. But but what I'm saying is there is no new sin under the sun. It's mm-hmm. but we have to be able to move the envelope and move the ball so that the message is heard. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, the church has to be the church. And so Marlene, for you I'm gonna make it personal here really quick. Mm-hmm. For you personally because you are a guest and you've agreed for us just to ask these every single question we want to ask. What is your greatest hope that that keeps you going, that keeps you loving others when when the day is long and the door seems just closed and your strength your strength just seems insufficient for the task at hand? The thing that drives me is I never want to stand before the Lord and him say, yes, but you didn't do mm. this. Mm. And so that's why you uh, you find that I I work to the nth degree yes, to, get, <laughs> to get to get where I believe God wants us to be. And and I and I consciously seek him to say, what is what have you given me to do today? Mm. And because I know that if he's given that into my hand, he has a purpose for me holding that banner. Mm-hmm. And 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 standing tall. And so, um, you know, I want to please him. I don't know how else to say that other than you I know, just want to I, please him. I think that is perfect, that God has, has made us beautifully and equipped us incredibly. And when we are having choices, when we are having discussions about choices in higher education, Let's think about how God has equipped our kids, how what the talents mm-hmm. that he has given them. What brings our kids joy? Is it from dealing, you know, working with their hands and getting down and dirty at something and, and climb, climbing tall poles? Is that something that gets them jazzed, you know, looking at, at something and, and welding it and seeing sparks fly and and um, mending metal together, what is it that gets our kids excited? What has he called them to do? When we are looking at our kids' futures, let's seek the Lord and what he would have them do. Well, and absolutely. But the other thing, it's also a mission in that if you look at our young people today, so many of them are lost in direction. 
You know, they spend their time on their phones or their or dance clubs or different things. But they're if they had a career that they could sustain their families, they have a life. Mm-hmm. So to me, uh, while TSDC isn't in the Bible somewhere, <laughs> it sort of <laughs> is, because if you have a career, you can feed your family. If you can feed your family, you can feed their families mm-hmm. and and so forth. And so I just think it's important that young people uh, understand that they don't have to to live on the streets. They don't have to do some of the things that they do. Uh, they can be whole and they mm-hmm. can feed their families. And that's that's really critical. Wow. There's going to be a lot of conversations around this. What is the website for Texas State Technical College, Marlene? It's tstc.edu. Uh, tstc.edu. You don't get much easier than that. Wow. (laughs) Our guest today, Marlene McMichael, what an absolute joy uh, talking today about healthy choices in higher education. And you can see her passion not only for what she does, friends, but how she loves the Lord and how she has allowed the Lord to direct her steps her whole life. And ended up in a place she never could have dreamed of. But the Lord said, hey, you know what? You're going to impact people over here in the legislature. And then I'm going to put you here at TSTC. And I'm going to, you're going to do all these things. You're going to write for all these um, uh, governors. And you're going to do all these amazing things that you couldn't have dreamed of. But you've allowed me to order your steps, Marlene. Friends, that's what Jesus wants from us. He wants to know you personally, and he wants to order your steps, friends. The things that come from the Lord are good. They're so good. And you just don't even have an idea of how good it can be until you establish that relationship with Jesus. If you want to know how to do that, you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. And, friends, we would encourage you to find a church you have time. Find a church. The doors are open. Find a church that is preaching the Bible, that is opening the word, that is preaching from the word of God, friends. There's so many good churches out there. Again, we can help you. To, we can help direct you to one, or we can just talk with you on the phone at 512-249-6535. Marlene McMichael from Texas State Technical College, thank you so much for your time today. You can find it on tstc.edu. You can find all of our archives from Love Talk at Love Talk Network. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.